Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ author. I'm Anita Kelly and my guest today is Jesse Tama. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. Um, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on at the last minute here. Um, that was so nice of you. Um, and uh, I have been uh, eager to talk to you. Um, I've been uh, checking out some of your books and um, they look really, really, you know, interesting. And I have to admit, I have not read any of your work yet, but it's on my list. Um, so I'm happy to be on your list. <laughs> so Jesse. Tell me, um, tell me about your first published novel. What was that? Sure. Um, my first novel was a, a novel called The Chase. Um, it's the first part of a three-part uh, series. Um, the other two are Pedal the Metal and Data Capture. Um, and so The Chase is about a bounty hunter um, who ends up sort of accidentally um, falling into uh, the pool of this accountant named Isabel. And it turns out that Isabel has gotten herself into inadvertently gotten herself into some trouble with some not very nice folks. And so Holt, out of the goodness of her heart, and because Isabel's very hot, decides that she's going to protect her. And they're going to kind of solve this mystery of who uh, is after Isabel. And uh, Isabel being a very practical accountant, thinking, why would anybody be after me? They must be after you. Kind of get out of my yard. Um, is not very thrilled to have a bounty hunter suddenly in her life. So there's some friction there. There's some action, a lot of adventure, uh, given that there's a bounty hunter and some bad guys involved. Um, so I like to think of that one as my action movie in book form. Wow. That's, that sounds really great. And, and did you, um, and you said that was part of a series? It is. Yep. Yeah. So the other two follow other members of, um, Holt's bounty hunter crew. Um, so there's some other couples that kind of uh, spin off from from the folks that she works with. Okay. What are those novels? Uh, so Pedal to the Metal is the second one. Okay. Um, and then the third one is Data Capture. And they're, they uh, focus on two other um, women who work very closely with Holt. Okay. And wh when was um, The Chase first published? What year was that? Uh, it was 2013. So it's oh. been out for a little bit. Okay. Um, but, you know. Your first one, you remember it well. It was a, a lot of fun to write. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. And and tell us about that whole process. Um, you know, how did you go about publishing your first book, and 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 did that change? You know, your writing process for you at all? Yeah, I mean, every so. I um I was part I was lucky enough to be part of um, Bold Strokes at the time had a writers development program and um, I was lucky enough to be accepted into that and through that um, I was hooked up with um, the most amazing editor uh, I mean everybody loves their editor a lot of people love their editor um, but Victoria Villasenor is my editor and she is uh, just uh, remarkable. She's a developmental, developmental editor and she has taught me so much about writing. So coming into that with my first novel, I knew I didn't know a lot about writing, but I had no idea how little I knew. And <laughs> since then, um, she has just continued to teach me more about craft. I feel like I could ask her questions for days. Um, oh, and that's so nice. She's, she's yeah. great. She was on the show with Robin. 
Yeah, yeah, they're wonderful. Um, yeah, and then, you know, she puts up with my comedy use mistakes and my lack of use of contractions, no matter how many times she tells me. So I think I probably give her an ulcer every time I send her a novel, and yet she's still <laughs> with me. So, oh, that's you know. great. That's <laughs> yeah, really she's great. So, how many books has she edited for you? Uh, she's edited all of them that I've published, which is um, seven, and I'm working on my eighth now. So, fantastic. As long as she doesn't throw that one back and say she won't do it, then we're still we're still working together. Great, that's great. And so, yep. um, has you know being a published author changed uh, your approach to writing at all? Yeah, it has. Um, mostly because I just want to keep learning. I think. I mean, I hope that people have that goal. I do. Um, and so I think every every book I write, I learn something new. And so when I wrote The Chase, you know, I feel like if I reread it, I think, why did I do that? I, you know, that was a silly thing to do. Or, um, you know, I should have done X, Y, or Z because now I know and I've learned um, and I know whatever I'm writing now, you know, hopefully in 10 years, I'll look back and say, oh, that was not how I would have written that now. Um, but I, I hope that I continue to just keep writing and growing and, and learning more and more as I as I continue to get better at what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so my process has changed just because I've changed and I've continued to learn. That's wonderful. That's great. It's always it's always awesome just to to keep learning and growing, you know, uh, as you move along. And um, I love that part of life, I guess. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. So how did you get into you know, writing women loving women romance? <laughs> um, so years ago, I was teasing a friend of mine who was just devouring uh, these romance novels. And I was thinking, like, how can you be reading these books for, you know, hours at a time and staying up too late? And I was working with her. And so she would come in tired and be like, oh, I was reading this book until 2 a.m., and so I was teasing her and, and saying, you know, what are you doing reading, reading up so late and reading a romance novel? And she said, all right, first try reading one. And second, I bet you can't write one because she knew that I was writing. Um, I hadn't published anything, but I was writing here and there. And so she basically threw down the gauntlet and said, if you're going to make fun of it, prove to me that you can't do better. And so I'm kind of stubborn and like a good challenge. And so I said, okay, fine. So I read one and I really liked it, of course. And then I said, all right, well, I'm going to see if I can write one then. I did. And it was trash. It was just awful. But liking a good challenge, I thought, well, maybe I can do it better. And so I did. And that was one that I submitted to Bold Strokes. Um, and they said, well, we're not accepting this, but it was close. So try again. And that was the one that I put in through the um, new writers development program and was accepted and eventually became the chase. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, Good for so, your friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started writing because I lost a bet, but I'm here talking <laughs> to you. So it worked out okay for me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. So um, Jesse, were you kind of like making fun of her because she was reading romance? So I was young and kind of dumb. So a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's what I, I didn't hearing. know any better. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's that's usual. People who who've never read romance, um, that's usually you know their reaction. So yeah, um, not yeah. not well, like atypical. I said, as soon as I read it, 
yeah, as soon as I read the one that she gave me to read, I thought, oh, I think I've been missing out here. <laughs> That's great. So, so what yep. draws you to writing in this romance genre? You know, I think love, and not just romantic love, but all love, is so central to the human condition. You know, people are looking for it in all their relationships. And so when you're talking about romance, you're talking about something that can span every emotion. You can you can be on the entire spectrum. Um, almost any emotion can be sparked by love, whether it's grief, whether it's anger, jealousy, joy. And so you can play with almost any scenario, any emotion, you're, the the possibilities are really endless. You can be in any genre. Um, yeah. So if you want to write about a space cowboy who lived on Lamba 9 and his polka dots and lived 10,000 years ago, that cowboy could be looking for love. That's totally reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah if you yeah. want to write about an ice queen or an actual ice queen, you know, that's also totally reasonable. So I feel like the, the, aside from hitting the beats of a romance that people expect, mm-hmm. you really have almost endless possibilities of the types of stories that you want to tell. And that's really appealing to me. Yeah, you can kind of weave romance into any kind of novel or any kind of story, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. it makes it really accessible to people and they can find themselves in a book out there somewhere, which I like a lot. Yeah, definitely. So um, what was like an an early experience that you had where you just, you know, learned that words have this power? Um, when I was, I don't know, maybe six or seven, I don't even know how I figured this out, but I probably saw, I don't know, maybe on a TV show that I was watching or read it somewhere that uh, Disneyland was doing these like massive balloon releases. And I don't know how often they were doing them, but I got all up in arms because, you know, releasing balloons just into the air and having, then they come down and bad for the animals, bad for birds. And so my little six or seven year old self was outraged that they were doing this and had no care for the environment and for birds and animals. And so I wrote them a letter and said, you're, do- you're doing this horrible thing and you need to stop. And they wrote back to me and they said, you're right, we're gonna stop doing that. And so as a child, I thought that I had made this huge company stop doing this thing that I wanted them to stop. Now, of course, my writing a letter had no impact on what they were gonna do, but to me, it felt like I had made this huge difference because I wrote a letter and so, I think that was an early time where I thought you can really put your thoughts into writing and people will listen or they'll at least read it and take it into consideration. And so that was really a powerful moment for me. So you don't think that your letter had any impact on them? I mean, I'm sure that mine, in addition to other people voicing that same concern, but I don't know that a six-year-old telling Disneyland they had to stop doing something was probably going to be the sole driver of massive change. I don't like to think that it could, but I think probably getting pushed back from something that would cost them money was probably going to be the thing that actually got them to change. But yeah, yeah, maybe my letter. 
you know, was. money talks. But yeah, I I mean, <laughs> your six year olds are their audience, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they listen to you. And the fact that they even wrote back to you is just that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, getting that letter back was pretty cool. Call oh, that, call oh, that. That's very <laughs> cool. And what what a thing to learn as a kid. Hey, I can make a difference. You know. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that I remember it still pretty vividly, uh, it, it definitely made an influence, uh, made an impact uh, for me as a kid. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, you, uh, I, I was looking at through uh, the books that, that you have published, right? Um, and you said what, you mm-hmm. have like seven or eight out right now? I have, I have seven. Yep, I'm working on my eighth. Okay. So, um you have uh, another series, I think. Um, and I do. it's based on the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell us about that? The, the names of those books and, and what they're about? Sure. So for anybody who's not familiar with the serenity prayer, um, it's often associated with um, AA and NA meetings. Um, and it's, um, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to accept the, uh, to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's the tough and one. What was that? That's the tough one, the wisdom to know the difference. It sure is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I've worked in um, addiction medicine research for over a decade. Um, I have substance use sprinkled up and down my family tree. Um, so this is something that is you know, important to me. And I feel like when I've read, uh, not just in sort of the romance genre, but across the board, when I read books that have characters who have the disease of addiction, or when there's any mention of it, it's, it feels very one note to me. It's like, this person has a substance use disorder, and they are this type of person. And there's really not a lot of character growth. There's not a lot of development. It's just they're a villain. They're a victim. They're morally bankrupt in some way. And yeah, it's they're like one dimensional. Very, very one dimensional. It's usually not a positively portrayed character. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the reality that I know. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about the folks that I've, um, that I've met in my job, the people in my family is, you know, they're people, which means that you can make a list of 20 things about them. And the fact that they have an addiction is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doesn't define the people, them. Right. And so the people that have addictions are, you know, they're the old lady yelling at the people at the deli counter because they're cutting their salami too thin, or they're the, you know, the, the woman that always wins your fantasy football league or, you know, a parent in your kid's class or of a kid in your, you know, your child's class or um, your best friend's uncle or your aunt or it's you, you know. So it's it's so pervasive in our society that yeah. Yeah. simply taking a character and saying this is the villain and it's always going to be the villain is disingenuous to who who has substance use disorders in our in our society. Mm-hmm. And so I was not seeing the books that match my reality. So I thought, well, I guess I should write them. Um, whether I did that or not, I guess, is up to the readers. Um, but my idea with the Serenity Prayer series was to take one part 
of the serenity prayer for each book. So there's serenity, courage, and wisdom are the three books. Very clever. They're stand- yeah, they're standalones. Um, but if you read them, they're kind of there's a there is one character that travels through all three, um, but they can be read as standalones. Okay. And, and I and wanted substance to, use is the theme throughout all of them. Substance use and mental health. Um, but people get a little shy of thinking, oh, I don't want to pick that up. That sounds too heavy. Um, yeah. There's a lot of humor. I don't, I don't get so into the weeds that it's like, oh, this is so dark. This is depressing. It's still a romance. There's still a happily ever after. The characters I hope are likable and relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just beating people over the head with this is, you know, going to de- bum you out. This is going to depress you because I wouldn't want to read that kind of book. Um, We're not talking train spotting here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. If I wanted to be depressed, I would just look at the news. You know, that's not the type of book that I want to read. It's yeah. not the type of book that I want to write. Um, so the first one, Serenity, uh, I wanted to, so the, my goal with these was to take sort of a multi-layered look at, at addiction in our society. So the first one is a personal story. It's looking at these two characters, um, Kit, who is in an active recovery, and Thea, who has a history with addiction, um, but isn't isn't um, in recovery herself. And so it's just a personal story between them and kind of navigating that relationship, um, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then Courage takes a step back and is a community story. And it's about um, Tommy, who's a police officer, and Natasha, who's a social worker, who is a ride-along social worker. So she's assigned to Tommy's car, and they um, serve members of the community who are better um, better off um, with mental health services than incarceration. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Wisdom takes a step even further back and looks at um, government and policy, um, the government and policy lens of substance use. And so that's the story of, um, of Sophie, who is a state legislator and, um, Reggie, who is a, a corrections officer. And so again, you know, I, I do not think that they are dark and depressing. Um, again, readers are the ones that have to decide that, but, um, I tried very hard not to make them, uh, bum anybody out. And, so, you know, so there's a character called the keeper. So I, you know, I really tried not to make them anything that's going to be too dark and heavy. Yeah. And it sounds like you covered a lot of the aspects around, you know, or around the substance use world um, with legislation and criminal justice and social work. Um, So that's great. I mean, you brought those aspects to life. Yeah. I mean, that was my, that was my goal with this was to try to do that. Um, like I said, I worked in this field for a long time. And so I really wanted to try to, if I was going to do it, I wanted to make sure that I, I gave a, a little bit of light to a bunch of different people that I have seen over the years that I feel like are not, don't usually get any airtime on, on the pages of books. So mm-hmm. that's great. Like yeah. I said, the readers are the ones that get to decide how well I succeeded. Well, I'm definitely going to check those out. Um, that's, that's my, my daytime field. Um, so uh, I'm, you, you mentioned that that's, that's, you know, another job that you have, right, is working in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming writing is not your full-time gig. Um, it is not, no. Okay. So what, what do you do actually um, in the field of addictions? 
So I've worked in uh, research for um, for years, for over a decade. Um, and now I'm actually a little bit more into the research administration. So trying to help um, researchers get funding um, and then administer their projects. Um, I was a little bit more in the weeds of doing projects um, for a good long while, um, sitting in methadone clinics and chatting with people and spending time in the state prisons and interviewing uh, folks. But now I'm a, a little bit closer to a paper pusher, although I'd never never want to actually admit that but now I'm, now I'm trying to facilitate people getting getting their funding and and going out and doing the good work that they've been doing wow that's fantastic we should talk more i'm a that's that's a, my day job is i'm the uh, uh drug and alcohol subject matter expert for um uh, uh an insurance company uh in the state of pennsylvania so uh, oh yeah I, we probably have a lot to talk about yeah then. yeah yeah, we probably maybe even cross paths. Um, yeah, possible. Yeah, so that's awesome. Great, good for yep. you. Thank so, you. Yeah. So, um, out of the seven books that you have published, um, what was your favorite book to write? <laughs> that's so hard to choose. Um, Is it? I would say. A little bit. Yeah. I would say that my favorites probably were Pedal to the Metal and Courage. And for the same reason, because they have these characters, there are characters in each one that are just complete firecrackers and they were just a joy to write. Um, and then Courage, additionally, I would say, because it was very challenging to write for a number of reasons. And I feel like because of that, I sort of have a special place in my heart for it. Um, what What were the challenges in, in writing Courage? Um, it was a COVID book. So I wrote it sort of in the height of COVID. Okay. Um, it, it deals with police, uh, policing. And it was right. I was doing edits, I think, right at the time that George Floyd was murdered. Um, so I was very aware of the book that I was writing at a time of incredible, you know, upheaval in our country. Um, yeah. Yeah. My father died uh, while I was writing it. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Thank you. So there was, uh, you know, that additional um, kind of hurdle to overcome while I was thinking of him and how he would kind of view some of the things that I was writing. And um, so I felt like that one was a, was a challenge in a lot of different ways. And also was one that I was really proud of. Um, so yeah, you had a lot, a lot the, going on. In, yeah, in a yeah, you know, small period of time. Um, and and it's it's interesting that the the name of the book is Courage. I mean, and with all that going on, I I'm thinking it took courage on your part to continue writing it. I think anybody who does anything aside from just basic survival during COVID and even just basic survival, let's be honest, is gets the courage award right now. I mean, especially those early months when just everything felt so draining. And now certainly after, you know, two years of this and anybody who tries to do anything creative, I mean, my fellow authors, I just give so much credit to, and, you know, folks like you who are giving a forum for people to continue promoting their books and it just you know these last two years have been 
such a, a brain drain on, I think, creativity for so many people. So yeah, agreed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, and it seems seems like we're we're coming to, you know, a climax here where, um, you know, people are are needing more help than they did before. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think it's just uh, we've, I think, are seeing a breaking point. Maybe. Um, yeah. 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 So wow, that's great though that that um that you continue to write that. That's fantastic. Um so so tell us about the let's see, we've talked about um, maybe six of your novels. I think we're missing one. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the little one smashed in the middle. Um so I wrote this <laughs> I wrote a standalone um sort of coming of age story um, called Seneca Falls um, about a college student who um, is sort of trying to find herself. Um, She has some, uh, she has a physical disability and also sort of some uh, trauma that she's trying to overcome in her past. Um, And she is in college and she's trying as, you know, many college students are trying to figure out who they are and what they want in life. And so she finds a woman uh, as a mentor there who helps her a lot. And then she also finds the love of her life while she's there and uh, is able to, while she's not able to do physical healing, um, she's able to do a lot of mental healing and, um, and kind of find, find what she wants uh, moving forward and set herself on a really good path. So, and what was the name of that one? Seneca Falls. Seneca Falls. And when did that come out? Oh gosh, that one was after the chase. So it was probably 2014 or 15. Not oh. exactly sure on the date of that one. Okay, great. Yep. And and do you have like a book out every year or two books or how do you normally do that? Uh, I I was writing at a pretty good pace and then I didn't for a while. Um, and then Serenity, um, Courage and Wisdom came out pretty in pretty quick succession. And then I'm I have another one coming out in January. So I'm writing a little bit faster, um, faster now. We had, my wife and I had kids and that threw us all off. That, that really Those threw darn it kids. Writing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So, um, so you have something coming out this year or in January of next year? In, in January of next year. Okay. And what's, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It's a superhero romance. Um, it's called Hero Complex. And it's about a woman who gains superpowers. And she's a, she's a scientist. Um, and she is very annoyed with the fact that she is a superhero. She does not want to be one. She feels like being a superhero makes her less human and it deters from her work. And it's just very inconvenient. And then uh, the other main character is a nurse who is accidentally kidnapped by um, the superhero. And then, (laughs) and then there's two other, uh, there's two other superpowered friends who join this team. Um, And again, they are sort of knuckleheads that are part of this crew that have now come together. And the nurse realizes that, they may all be super super powered, but really 
and she may be kidnapped, but the one that the ones that need the saving are these three superheroes that really have no idea what they're doing and the world needs saving. But unless she helps them figure out how to do it, then the world is just out of luck. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I have loved superheroes since long before they were cool. And so I'm very excited for this one, probably more than I should be. <laughs> so um, where do you get ideas for your books? And anyway, we talked about the Serenity series, but how about the um, the other three uh, in the series? Where did you come up with the idea for that? Ideas come to me in all different weird ways. Um, sometimes it'll just be, you know, somebody says a something at a, you know, when I'm hanging out with friends, they'll say some phrase that I like and I think, oh, that'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just spirals from there. Okay. Sometimes I'll be reading about something on the news and there's some little some little spark in there that I think, well, that would kind of make an interesting, maybe it's something about a, you know, a getaway or a bank heist or something. And I think if I take just that little portion of it and then, you know, I can run with it. Um, for the chase and well, for pedal to the metal, it's about a car thief. Um, and I based that on the fact that my car was actually stolen, uh, years ago. And so I based some of the facts of that book on my experience with my car actually be still being stolen. Okay. And so, like I said, things can come to me in just the weirdest ways. Um, yeah which I think is probably true for most authors. Yeah. Do you keep a notebook handy? Jot these things down? I've always got something that I can, okay. yeah, that I can write something down. <laughs> okay. So, um, Jesse, do you get the opportunity to read much? I love to read. Yeah. Um, what do you like I, to read? <laughs> right now, I, I read a lot of kids' books. Um, yeah? But <laughs> two, two kids? <laughs> Or for yourself? Two kids. Uh, <laughs> mostly to kids. Um, I, when I get to read the books that I choose, um, I'm not really genre choosy. Um, okay. I, I'm happy to read just about, I don't really like horror. That's not something that speaks to me. Yeah. What I've been trying to do recently is, I'm, I'm like a lot of people, I, when I have a moment, I go for the same authors, the same types of books that I, you know, I, I fall into my comfort zone. Yep. And so I've been trying to force my way out of that. Um, I've been trying to read books that are new to me um, okay. by authors that are new to me. Oh, good. And so I've really, yeah, I've really been trying to read books by authors of color, especially. Mm -hmm. um, and I have just fell in love with this um, anthology collection of short stories mm -hmm. that was published by bold strokes called in our words yeah um yeah and i cannot recommend it enough so if if there are people out there who are looking for their next favorite author um i highly recommend giving that a shot awesome. um it's yeah it's a queer it's by queer authors of color and the stories are fantastic and you are absolutely going to find an author that you love in there and that that was just out this past year, right? Like last year, 2021. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yep. Yeah. That's a great, great anthology. Um, yeah. So um, what do you do for fun when you're not writing? Um, I, I'm, I love being a parent. So okay. I, I love spending time with my kids. Um, How old I are love, your kids? 
I have a baby and then I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Oh, wow. You are busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love, I love playing whatever weird games come out of their imagination um, or getting squawked at by the baby. But, you know, my, my kids, my older two, their favorite game right now is this, <laughs> it's called the dangerous game. And it's where my wife and I have to pretend that whatever boring activity they're doing is super dangerous and they shouldn't do it like brushing their teeth. And so <laughs> we have to beg them not to risk it and, you know, then pretend that they're super brave when they've, when they've done this really dangerous thing. And so, you know, it's just whatever they come up with, it's just always fun. That's great. And they're very imaginative, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, kids, kids come up with the weirdest things and it's, most of the time quite fun yeah so you know a lot of kid a lot of kid related stuff is my free time but i don't mind that at all and what's your favorite kid book oh, it's so hard to choose you know kids literature is really good yeah. um yeah we have been reading a lot of um this series called zoe and sassafras it's okay. a chapter book series about a little about a girl who's um there she can see magical creatures and she's a scientist, and so she helps them um, by using science. And it's just, it's really, really fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, re I can't remember the name of the, the series my one nephew was totally into. It was like his first chapter book series. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think the the main character was like a little detective or something. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many. I mean, really, the picture books are so good. There's really great chapter book series. I mean, it's just. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Letters. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. So, Jesse, we are just about out of time. Um, and I'm just wondering if you have any parting words for our listeners. I would just thank you for for reading. Thank you for having me on. Um if you want to get in touch, I love hearing from, from readers. Um, fair warning, I'm really terrible at Facebook um, or social media. So email is always the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had just, known that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's not my strong suit. So, just, so how, how do our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, Tama at gmail.com is a great way to get in touch with me. All um, right. Yeah, I love hearing from people and um, yeah, happy reading and, you know, stay safe, everyone. And, you know, whatever you're doing, create, creative or not, you know, everybody's in this together and you're doing a great job. Great. Thank you so much, Jesse. It has been a pleasure to talk with you. Um, and I am definitely going to check out the Serenity series first, uh, of course. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sounds wonderful um and again that's uh all the time we have for today i'm anita kelly and thanks for joining liz talk about books baby and until next time may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty and be safe folks and thanks again to jesse tama for being with thanks us thanks for today. having me yep take it easy